We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, it's kind of been a wild day of different pieces of news that are breaking and um, relative to the head coaching search for the Denver Broncos, it seems like things are beginning to crystallize, but I would not say that it's like we know what it's going to be. We know who it's going to be. There's reports here. There's reports there, but I loved your tweet showing the dominoes falling earlier today. First thing was, though, Frank Reich getting hired, scooped up by the Carolina Panthers. What's the latest you've heard on Sean Payton? And then what's this about Dan Quinn going back to the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, to address uh, the Dan Quinn story, he's staying in Dallas for another year. He turned down head coaching opportunities, and I would imagine he did that because he knows he's not getting any of the jobs. So it's a good get for the Cowboys and eliminates one candidate for the Broncos that not a lot of people really wanted. He would have been a non-sexy hire. The Sean Payton stuff, Chad, I am thoroughly exhausted. It's as the Payton turns every single day. It's like a soap opera. Uh, the latest, though, that we can gather as of you know 6.30 Mountain Time, Sean Payton himself took to Twitter. I'll have a story about it coming to the website very, very soon. Um, there was a report from the Washington Post that said there was an issue between Sean Payton and Broncos ownership in terms of a power struggle. Translation, Payton wants more power or supposedly wanted more power than the Broncos are willing to offer. Well, Payton took to Twitter, which he hasn't, I believe it's his first tweet in 2023. And he said, he quoted the uh, reporter and said, zero truth to this. We had a great visit and Broncos ownership was fantastic. There's two ways, in my opinion, you can read into this. Number one, he's still keeping himself alive for the Broncos job and he's kind of clearing his name. Or number two, it's almost like a parting message that's, you know, thank you for the opportunity. I don't want to burn any bridges, but I had an eight hour interview in Arizona today. I'm going to probably end up taking that job. So we'll see what happens tomorrow because things change by the hour, Chad. Very, very interesting because Sean Payton, if previous reports were to be believed, just wasn't really feeling the Broncos. All that that wave, that hyper wave of Sean Payton momentum dissipated. And then we started hearing little things like from Colin Cowherd. Was it yesterday? I'm starting. These days are beginning to run yeah. together. This coaching search is like I'm over it, just like y'all are over it. OK. But uh, Colin Cowherd all of a sudden taking to the airwaves. And we know he's especially close with Sean Payton. I'm not saying that, you know, they're naming it each other's kids after um, each other. But because they work so closely together at Fox Sports, they become buddies. Sean Payton, he's broken, has Colin Cowherd, Zach, a few different Sean Payton uh, stories since his candidacy began in this hiring cycle. And if you guys can remember, last week we were talking about Colin Cowherd after meeting with Sean Payton in the immediate aftermath of the Broncos interview, saying things like Sean Payton likes the idea of working with Russ. Sean Payton relishes the opportunity of, of going to the AFC West or would anyway, and competing with the chiefs and the chargers twice a year to say nothing of the Raiders, all that stuff. Suddenly one week later, Zach, yet literally yesterday, he's saying those same things. Now they're all the liabilities. 
Now, Sean doesn't want to go to New Orleans or to, to Denver because, you know, Russ is a liability. You know, he's lost his, his twitch. One NFL executive called him washed. And by the way, you'd have to compete against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert twice a year. It's like, dude, do you remember the things you say? Can you even keep them straight? So this is really interesting because I kind of began, Zach, writing Sean Payton off. But with Dan Quinn bowing out, Frank Reich taking one of the open jobs, hope remains possibly of the Broncos landing Sean Payton. It depends on what reporting you want to believe. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we don't, no one really has a firm grasp on what's going on. No one really knows anything. I think it's down to Sean Payton and the front runner who's emerged in recent days. We haven't been on since Monday and a lot has happened since then. D'Amico Ryans, the 49ers defensive coordinator right now, according to some reporting, including Mike Kliss has positioned him as the favorite. We have a story about it. Top choice, as Chad wrote earlier today for the website, that could be the guy here. And that could be why the Broncos are dragging their feet uh, and not setting up any second interview because nothing can really happen until next week when they can talk to Ryans again as his team is playing in the NFC title game on Sunday. But, you know, going back to that uh, report from Mark Maskey or Mask, he said, Initially, you quoted, uh, you talked about it on January 12th. He said, The Broncos appear to be the early front runner. Peyton likes the franchise's stable ownership and will be happy to work with Russell Wilson. Now, Maskey reported today he fears Peyton does a potential power struggle with a member. I didn't catch this until just now. Right. A member of Broncos ownership. Is that Greg Penner, who's taken charge and taken the bull by the horns, or is that George Peyton? who we know is safe as the Broncos general manager. Maybe Sean Payton wanted full control, full autonomy, and he's not getting that in Denver. Let's, uh, lots lots to unpack here, lots to continue to sift through, but I want to say hello to those who have joined us in the chat. It's great to see each and every one of you. I see a bona fide Mount Rushmore Ooh. Super Chat superstar in wow. the house. She's been tied up. She's had some busy events, things going on in her life. But we've got her back tonight, and I know she's been in a few of the chats this week. So, Michaela, the Duchess, in the house, love you, appreciate you. Thank you so much for this very, very generous super chat. And just know that we have missed you, and hopefully you know that. You and I corresponded, Michaela, uh, on on Twitter uh, the last day or two, and it's great to keep in touch with you. She says, I really wanted Peyton, but he would cost so much and would want total control. Ryan's right now is hot with too many teams. I wish we could have gotten Harbaugh. So Michaela's kind of like, doesn't know whether to, you know what, or go blind. Like, what are you going to do here? All Because I'm right there with her. At first it was, okay, Harbaugh. Harbaugh bows out. And then I'm like, well, Sean Payton, 1A and 1B. Well, now the Sean Payton thing kind of got weird. My mind, Zach, initially went to Dan Quinn. But then now he's out. And it's like I said last week, I've said it a couple times over the last two weeks. There's something, a sneaking suspicion I have about D'Amico Ryans. And now, you know, one of the most on point, Zach, uh, Broncos insiders who you can pretty much set your watch to when it comes to these matters. Benjamin Albright, KOA Radio. He's been really uh, hammering the D'Amico Ryans thing. And then, of course, Cliss comes out with the with the article. But what do you say to Michaela? Uh, Well, first of all, Michaela, I know you've been busy the last few weeks or months with uh, your personal business, which I won't air, but Scott and I coined a new nickname for you before the show, and that's St. Michaela because of how amazing you are. So we definitely appreciate you taking time out of your day and you being so generous. And I'd love to answer the question. I wish I had more insight and more clarity, but we're all clueless as to what really is going on. Michaela, you talk about Harbaugh. There is some in the media, some in the Broncos fan base that have their tinfoil hats on really tight and believe that Jim Harbaugh is still a possibility because he hasn't signed a new deal with Michigan, even though Harbaugh is going out and recruiting players to the Michigan football program. So I think that ship has sailed. It's a two-horse race. It has to be between Sean Payton, less likely, and now D'Amico Ryans looking more likely. The question becomes, if they do go with D'Amico Ryans, Chad, the OC hire would be more important to me than the head coaching hire. They have to get that right. And I have a sneaking suspicion that the next OC, if Ryans is the guy, is someone they've already talked to. So that would be either David Shaw or Jim Caldwell. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. David Shaw would make a lot of sense. Pro style, West Coast. That's kind of what the personnel in Denver has been built around, but that doesn't mean you couldn't you know, stick your, your foot in the dirt and pivot to something different. Jim Caldwell, I mean, he was – I'm trying to think of what his offenses looked like in Detroit, but when you think back to the Indy offenses with Peyton, it was basically the Peyton Manning offense that everybody knows and loves. Broncos fans are well aware and familiar with what that would look like. But um, the worst possible scenario for me here – and by the way, thank you for that super chat, my friend. If you want to throw that up, Scott, we'll grab him real quick. I, I hate to keep people waiting too much, but – um would be devolving to Raheem Morris. I know the Broncos were impressed in that interview, but he's the one guy. I just don't want to hear that. Patriot text, brother, says, once again, the Broncos have found new ways to disappoint me. I had high hopes for these owners. Now, not so much. VJ part two coming up, I fear. What do you say, Zach? I, I saw that Dylan said what I'm about to say is besides them being defensive coordinators and up-and-coming assistants, or VJ was at one time, they really have no similarities. Everything I've read, everything I've seen points to D'Amico Ryan's actually being a true leader of men. He's like the rich man's version of Vance Joseph. He's what the Broncos thought they were getting in Vance Joseph. And the other big difference there, D'Amico Ryan's was an all-pro and pro ball player during his time. Vance was not that. He has a special way of relating to players. And look what he's done with that defense in just two years on the job, taking over for Robert Sala. This is not Vance taking over the Miami Dolphins defense, and they finished that year 28th, 29th in total defense. D'Amico nope. Ryans is leading the NFL's arguably best unit. So there really is no um, PTSD here from my point of view. But I get what Patriot Tex is trying to say. He's He was hoping for an experienced coach. Experience meaning relative to the NFL head coaching ranks. And uh, if you were going to get a consolation, the runner-up for me would be D'Amico Ryans as far as people they've talked to really is he the only him and Evero are the only two guys who have not been head coaches before you could include David Shaw but he's been a head coach at least at Stanford but I digress I feel you Patriot Tex which is why I'm I still think there's something to the Sean Payton thing especially that tweet coming out very conspicuous the timing of that Sam Bam brother great to see you thank you for the super he says hey Chad Zach I keep seeing conflicting reports about Peyton and Ryan's I don't know if they go with Ryan's does him being a defensive minded head coach concern you go Broncos it's a concern I'm not going to lie it would be a concern you would have to then look at the other um 
attributes that he brings to the table from his leader of men stuff to his ability to manage other coaches to to spot hire identify the right guys to come in and, and be the offensive mind for your entering his age 35 season quarterback Russell Wilson so I would have some concerns but there's also guys a lot to like if the Broncos were to end up hiring D'Amico Ryan's and by the way, Houston's making a big push for him. Yeah. If I believe reports too. Yeah. So that's no guarantee. Even if that's their guy, this this has kind of unfolded strangely. For what it's worth, this hiring cycle has kind of been weird. But uh, there's a lot to like, I think, Zach, about D'Amico Ryan's. Though again, the hire from a PR perspective and just a football perspective wouldn't come without its warts or its misgivings. What hire wouldn't though? I mean, even Sean Payton would have plenty of you know potential red flags that we would have to talk about. Um, D'Amico, though, if if you all out there, if you like Mike Tomlin, then you that's what I anticipate D'Amico Ryan's ceiling looking like. Mike Tomlin is one of the best, and even Cliss wrote about that. You're talking about stability, you're talking about consistency, and you're talking about going back to being a winning, respectable franchise. I understand another first-timer. I understand the inexperience. He's 38 years old, but that's why I propose the Broncos hire Caldwell, who's almost 70, or David Shaw, who's been a college head coach. He's been an NFL assistant. These guys have experience. So someone that can help um, D'Amico Ryans and kind of babysit him and not have an all-rookie or inexperienced staff like the Broncos had last year, that to me would be the best pairing. Is, is Ryan's as the head coach. I wanted Frank Reich as the OC, but that was always a pipe dream. But if you get David Shaw, for example, Jim Caldwell, you're killing two birds with one stone. And also the opportunity to raid Kyle Shanahan's staff for a quarterback's coach, line coach, et cetera, et cetera. There are upsides to it. Mark Ward, what's up, brother? Appreciate you. He says, all this waiting to find out what direction these new owners are going to is, are going is making me lose more hair than Chad. I don't know, dude. You'll have to provide some proof, dog. I actually have more hair than you think. I just, I just keep it easy, keep it bald. I embrace the bald. When it started, I'm like, yeah, the heck with this. I'm embracing it. Uh, Jason Cardoza in the hizzy. What's up, bro? By the way, Jason, if you're on Twitter, connect with us because the last few times that you have super chatted, I've tried to find you to tag you on Twitter as a thank you after the show, and. uh not sure. So do one of these in our mentions if you're on Twitter. We will connect with you. He says, good evening. With the Peyton news basically flatlining overnight, I've been intrigued by D'Amico Ryans being the next man up. What would you say to Zach Anthony Lynn being the OC under an ostensible uh, D'Amico Ryans regime? Denver Broncos for life. It wouldn't be my first choice, but... Again, you're talking about a former head coach, guy with experience, someone that Ryan's can lean on. And that experience would be invaluable because we saw how it played out with a first-time head coach and a first-time OC and Hackett and Justin Alton. And the answer to that is not good. I don't think, though, that they it, it lends on the radar. I've heard nothing about the Broncos being interested. And until we have more to go on, I'm going to assume the next OC could be from the group they've already talked to. I uh, cringe at the the notion here that Scott puts in our private chat in the control room here that David Shaw is the fallback option. Oh man, that would be like, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, coitus interruptus. It'd be like that. It'd be aggravating Zach. John Juno. Appreciate you. If the Niners win in Philly, does that rule out Ryan's? That's a good question because even if you then say, no, we're going to pursue Ryan's. He's our guy. You can get that second interview next week. And you could get a deal done in principle or whatever, but your new head coach would not be able to walk through the doors of your facility till the third week of February. So, Zach, if the Niners won, how would it affect that outlook for Ryan's landing in Denver? You just laid it out. It would uh, it would throw a wrench into the Broncos' offseason schedule. You have the Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl coming up. You have draft prep coming up, free agency prep coming up. You kind of want your head coach in place, and you want your coaching staff in place before those major events. But if Ryan's is the guy, then he's the guy. And I feel like the Broncos would be content waiting. One thing that Greg Penner preached constantly was patience, thoroughness. They're not going to rush. They're not going to expedite their process to appease the masses. They're going to take this on their own terms, and they could end up waiting him out. They could agree to terms right now. They just yeah. can't formally, like you said, introduce him until the Niners playoff run is over one way or the other.
it's going to be an interesting throwdown for what it's worth, that NFC Championship game. Who do you got? Man, if Jalen Hurts was 100%, I think I would have Philly, but they've been kind of a letdown in recent weeks, and I know because I had Jalen as my fantasy quarterback. And the Niners, you know, momentum's a serious thing. I, I believe in that wholeheartedly in the NFL, and Kyle Shanahan's doing wizardry with uh, Brock Purdy, that defense with D'Amico Ryans is humming. It's going to be a good game. I, I, don't, I can't really have a sense of who's going to win. I could see it going either way. I remember when it was unheard of for wild card teams to go the distance. And I don't just mean like you got in as a wild card team, but any team that had to play in the wild card round and go the distance. Now it's relatively commonplace. The Denver Broncos really, Zach, were the first team to kind of begin making that a thing where you're talking about momentum. Used to be, oh, you want to get the bye so you can rest and then you know come back for the divisional round and, and defend your season and try and advance. Well, now it's like there's something to having to play all three playoff games preceding the Super Bowl because it can get you hot. You're either going to get hot in this in the playoffs and go the distance or not in the Broncos. Super Bowl 32, that team, first team in a long time to uh, pull it off. F.A., bro, great to see you. Jersey is on the way. Don't forget to send us that selfie when it arrives, big dog. Appreciate your generosity. It says three out of the four teams in the championship game this year are all first timers very interesting point taylor and sirianni did call plays for their prior teams although play calling matters having a good staff around you is equally important let's see how this shakes out and then he goes on to say i meant to say sirianni and taylor did not i see call plays the staff around them matters just as much people are wanting uh callahan brian callahan that is from the Bengals, but he also does not call plays let's give ryan's a chance if he is the pick but I get it. We are scared. Yeah, a lot to unpack in these two super chats, Zach. But what do you say to the to the to the conversation starter of, you know, three of the four coaches in these title games are first time head coaches, not necessarily this year, but this is their first head coaching gig. Listen, there's no data that correlates a first-time head coach or a coordinator with success or failure. You have to keep trying and swinging until you hit a home run. It's the same thing as finding a franchise quarterback. If you if you fail at that, and the Broncos know about this three, four times in a row, you can't be scared to get up to the plate. You have to keep swinging until you find your guy. So it's easier said than done for me or Chad or anyone. We're not involved in the hiring process. We're not Greg Penner, George Payton, et cetera. It's a matter of finding the right coach. That's what I've been saying all along. I don't care if it's Harbaugh, Peyton necessarily, David Shaw, Dan Quinn. I just want the right coach for the Broncos. Unfortunately, we don't have the benefit of hindsight, and we won't know if that's the right coach until the games are played. Here we have a third Big Baller Super Chat from F.A. helping us keep the lights on here at MHH. Thank you, bro. He says, Ryan's or bust. The other candidates are meh, unless there is a dark horse candidate please no david shaw how does how do the owners sell that to the fans i know that's why it's like yeah fallback would have to be a fallback fallback i mean that would be a pr disaster you would really be starting from negative you know footing so to speak another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You talk about square one, you'd be starting at negative square one, maybe, because um, you're going to have that skepticism of not only first-time NFL head coach, but a guy who's coming off of a tenure at Stanford where he only won 14 games 
in the final four seasons. Now, that was on the heels for what it's worth to make sure we have the full story here of a very impressive initial tenure with the Stanford Cardinal. But do you want that negative momentum walking into your building as the guy that's supposed to fix this team that has missed the playoffs in each of the last seven years and posted a losing season in each of the last six? Good luck selling that. And that's a that's a negative kind of cloud with the backlash that would certainly occur from that to have a guy like Shaw start his his tenure with. Yeah, there's how it ended in Stanford, though. You know, I, I tend to focus on the good that he did, and I tend to focus on his offensive acumen, his leadership, et cetera, et cetera. But I wouldn't like it because if they go with Shaw, that would mean that Condoleezza Rice was at the forefront of that coaching decision. Condoleezza Rice. The Broncos are not going to war in Iraq. They're trying to find a head football coach. And I appreciate Rice being a part of the group. I know she's a big football fan, but the Stanford connection, it has to be beyond that. He has to get the job if he does based on merit because he is better than D'Amico Ryans as a candidate. He is better than Sean Payton. He's better than anybody else. And I don't know how you quantify that. So I agree. It would be a unbelievably tough sell to the fan base flirting with Harbaugh flirting with Peyton and then settling on dot 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 David Shaw but see I'm not quite it's weird the articles I've written as of yesterday and today I was becoming very bearish on the Sean Peyton topic and it's still pointing toward him returning to Fox Um, but him defending both the Broncos and himself on Twitter publicly, this is a rare thing. I know he's at media now, so being on Twitter is a little more commonplace, but as a bona fide candidate, it surprises me that he would go to bat like that, uh, whether it were true or not, okay? It's conspicuous, and it tells me that he, there, he's trying to keep that channel with the Broncos alive. What do you say about Ian Rappaport? By the way, Gary, love you, big dog. He says, looking forward to hearing uh, from MHH about the head coaching news. Heck yeah, bro. And we look forward to continue breaking it all down with you and everybody else in the chat. The swashbuckling Gary Palmer. Love you, big dog. But uh, what do you say, Zach, to the report from Ian Rappaport, who said it doesn't look like there's a place in the NFL right now uh, for Sean Payton hasn't been able to garner that or lock in that second interview with any team yet? I, I don't know what to believe anymore. My head is spinning the same as anybody else. I, it would say to me that Sean Payton, he dipped his toe in the water to take the temperature and he found it was too cold. I think he thought he would have a bigger market or be more in demand than he really was. Maybe the Broncos weren't blown away. You know, maybe all along Jim Harbaugh was the number one guy or maybe they did pivot to Nemico Ryan's. But there has to be a reason why these reports keep refuting themselves. There has to be some truth in the middle somewhere. I'll say this, though, about Sean Payton. He's been my number one guy, even during the Harbaugh flirtation. I would love for the Broncos to pick him up. But what does it say that he seems to be caring more about his market and his his image and his PR perception and money? It's nothing that has to do with football or winning. It reminds me of the Aaron Rodgers saga and I don't really want that energy or vibe in the Broncos locker room I want a coach that wants to come to the Broncos because he wants to come to the Broncos point blank period has nothing to do with the media nothing to do with fueling rumors speculation using Colin Coward as a mouthpiece I want a football coach that's ready to lead this team ASAP yeah I mean it makes you wonder um what in the case of D'Amico Ryans, who is a coveted coach, thank you, Mike. It's great to see you, brother. Appreciate you being in the chat uh, tonight. It makes you wonder, um, you know, if you're D'Amico Ryans, you're in demand, you're popular, you've said no to two interviews, you've taken two others, Broncos, Houston. What is it that's attracting you to the Broncos job? Because in Houston, it would kind of follow the storybook line, right? He was a second round pick of the Houston Texans went to Pro Bowls and earned an All-Pro nod um, under the Gary Kubiak era Texans. And now he's got the chance to come back and be the head coach of the team that drafted him. I mean, His wife is from Houston, too. Yes, wife from Houston. I mean, the storybook ending, storybook, you know, uh, it's just laid out for Houston. What is it about the Broncos, Zach, that you think he finds alluring? Is it? I mean, again, I hate to put it in this kind of a posture, but – 
this is a team, this star, it's lost its luster, right? The Broncos storied franchise, so but so much drama and so much just incompetence and failure over the last seven years. What would draw a coveted guy like Ryan's or Sean Payton? Any other reason besides the bag? Yeah, that's a really, really thought-provoking question that I haven't pondered. It's easy to assume what the Broncos like about Ryan's, but what is Ryan's like about the Broncos? We don't really know that. We don't know much about him as a candidate. He kind of came out of nowhere to assume this, you know, front runner status. Uh, working with a defense that's already a top ten unit in place, I don't know. Maybe the opportunity to carve his own path in the NFL, similar to his predecessor Robert Sala. I don't know. Besides those two things and the money, what would attract him to the Broncos more than? Like you said, storybook, going back to the team that you played for, he won Defensive Rookie of the Year, I believe, there as well. His wife has ties there in the Houston area. That would be the logical choice, but there's a reason the Broncos are are um, coveting him so closely. Dennis Chandler, thank you for the super chat, brother. He says, does it seem odd that Quinn decided to return to the Cowboys two years in a row? I just think it's one of those situations where you know, a lot of these stories – end up being cards that are kept close to the vest in terms of, you know, we learn a year later that Dan Quinn did not interview well last year. He wasn't impressive in his interviews. So you go, well, why didn't the Broncos give him that second interview? Why was it just hire uh, Nathaniel Hackett? Well, Woody Page reported for the first time today that he did not interview well. All right, so he's got skins on the wall in terms of experience uh, and what he's done with that Cowboys defense. Teams are interested in him. Obviously, he's a commodity. So why all of a sudden is he saying, no, nah, I'm going to take my hat? It's hard to say. It's even possible, Zach, that Jerry Jones threw a little sweetener to get him to come back. He feels like they're in a window, want to capitalize, whatever the case may be. But it is weird. It's conspicuous. I don't have an answer for you. I haven't heard anything. I mean, I think Dan Quinn's playing 40 chess here. He knows that Mike McCarthy's on the ex- extremely hot seat. And one more, you know, subpar season would mean McCarthy's ouster. And I think that Dan Quinn would be the logical successor to him. I I think it's smart on his part. And I have a hard time believing that he wouldn't interview well. You know, every player that speaks out loves Dan Quinn. He's been an NFL coach before. I don't really know what to believe anymore, Chad. No offense to Woody Page or anybody else putting that out there, but it's been so topsy-turvy. It's throwing a wrench into everything. Michaela jumping in to say, sorry, I've been gone so much. And another top row super chat. Wow. This is why she is legendary. This is why we love her. This is why um, she has become such an integral part of the MHH community. We love you, Michaela. She says, because I have missed you guys so much. Big exhale. Ah, love you guys. Meet Bronco family. You know, we love you too. And it was so fun. It's been so fun to get to hang out with you. And all that stuff. And uh, just glad to have you back. And uh, much love and respect. You are the bomb.com. No BS, Michaela. Scott, Chad, and I talk all we have in the past when you were, you know, dealing with your your business about where you are. We miss you. We like seeing you around here. You are an integral foundational piece of this community, of this podcast. Thank you so much for your generosity, as always. Howie freaking day in the freaking house to freaking say, I can't freaking wait. All right, all right. To get our head coach hire out of the way, we need a break and some stability for Broncos fans. That's a good point um, on that subject, Zach, that I just want to rewind for a second. Why do you believe Dan Quinn wasn't a good interview? Maybe it's true and he wasn't a good interview. But let me put it to you this way. Scott brings up a good point, but here's how I'm going to posture it. Let's say there's a job out there that you maybe had you know it was a it was a it was a sports media company that at one point in your life you idolized and you put on the list and whatever and they called you up and they said Zach we want to interview you and you had a pretty good idea going in that whatever the pay is it's probably not going to be close to what you make now or whatever but you do it because you don't say no to these type of things and you go in. You're not really trying to get the job. You're doing it more. It's more perfunctory, right? You're more doing it for the respect of the ask or whatever. That could be a similar thing, right? Like the way Scott put it, that my, my way was a little bit more long winded. But Scott putting it like didn't interview well equals probably 
wants to stay in Dallas. So he's just taking them out of respect, but he's not really wanting the job. So he's not going to great length to put on, you know, impressive presentations or go out of his way to really bond or impress anyone in the room, etc. Maybe there's something to it, the psychological component, the human element to it. But uh, if I was Dan Quinn, I'm sure he's he might be the highest paid defensive coordinator in the NFL. We don't have those um, that information publicly accessible. But Jerry Jones did sweeten that deal last year. And if I'm making, I don't know, five, six a year as an assistant and I know I'm pretty much grandfathered into a head coaching role in Dallas, I'm staying put. Why would I want to go to? Houston or Carolina or Arizona or Denver with Russell Wilson when I can stay put with my guys and my system I have a home here if I'm Dan Quinn my kids are in school here whatever the case may be why uproot all of that to take a chance on the unknown the devil you know versus the devil you don't know as you like to say this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Very true. Uh, Taylor, brother, appreciate you. He says, Does Ryan's feel better than say a Vic? and Joseph at first. Um, I'll be honest with you. We weren't, we, we were podcasting back then, but we weren't doing it as often and we weren't live. So the receipts might be a little bit harder for people to find, but I was always a little mystified by the VJ hire just because he was a relative no-namer guy, position coach in Cincy. Uh, Broncos liked him as a D coordinator under Kubiak, then he gets finally out of the clutches of Mike Brown and the Bengals and gets that one year of defensive coordinator under his belt in Miami. And as Zach mentioned earlier, we're talking about a unit that he led to bottom 10 for sure. It was it was in the high 20s that the Dolphins finished in 2016 in terms of defense, and he's going to be your hire. He's the guy that's going to come in and carry the torch forward for your Super Bowl winning head coach Gary Kubiak, who stepped down. I always questioned that. It was weird, but I hung my hat at the time on, well, the leader of men, let's see how this goes. And, of course, it was just one disaster after another. He was way in over his head, not ready for the job. Vic, Vic to me, Zach, made a lot more sense. There were red flags in terms of why is a guy who's coached in the league for three-plus decades, this is his first head coaching job, but – there was enough of a body of work and a resume there to sink your teeth into. Ryan's is oddly kind of bridging those two in a weird way and then adding on top of it. Only two years as a defensive coordinator, but he's a player only, or he's a coach only seven years removed from being a player. Only seven years ago, he was the guy with the jersey on out on the field. There's something that guys, I mean, you had that article, Zach, that people, if they didn't see it, you should probably explain. DJ Jones going to bat for D'Amico Ryans as a candidate, he has an additional kind of juice to him that neither obviously Vic or VJ had. Yeah, if y'all have Twitter, go on Twitter and, and type in D'Amico Ryans and look at videos. I mean, sideline videos, how he is as a coach, how he is as a person. He's a true natural leader. He's a true alpha, but he does so with the relatability. He does so having fun, but he also can drop the hammer on his players um, when it needs to be. I, I don't know what to really make of the past head coaching hires because none are comparable. It's like a snowflake. Every coach, every head coaching regime is unique on its own. But if only the Broncos had a better candidate in 2017, you know, when they hired VJ, if only a Shanahan was available at that time, you know, you could have had, I hate to jab the knife in your heart a little more Broncos country, but it went from having maybe Kyle Shanahan and Wade Phillips to Vance Joseph and Joe Woods. So no one supported the VJ hire at that time. They interviewed three people, VJ, Kyle Shanahan, and Dave Tobe, the uh, Chiefs special teams coordinator. 2019 comes around. Uh, Vic was my guy. 
I went to bat for him. I, I love the fact he was a defensive quote mastermind. He was grizzled. He was experienced. He had he hired a young up and coming offensive coordinator. There was a lot to like. But you don't really know until you know. You don't really know until the games play out and you can form conclusions and look at trends and and this and that. Look at Hackett. Another guy that I went to bat for, Chad liked as well. A lot of people did. We all fell in love with his energy and we all got duped. We did not know how Hackett was going to be until the games finally played out. So I would hope D'Amico Ryans is better than VJ, better than Vic. Those are not high bars to get over, but we don't really know until we know. That's right. A big part of this is you're rolling the dice, just like when you make a draft pick or sign a free agent. Exactly. You don't have the crystal ball. You're doing the best you can. Patriot text, brother. Thank you, bud. He says, Chad, I suppose the San Francisco connection is a big deal if it's Ryan's. After all, it was Shanny after his San Francisco tenure that brought us two Super Bowl wins. Good point. Mike Shanahan, after uh, his falling out with Al Davis and the Raiders as head coach, went on to take the coveted offensive coordinator job in San Francisco, and he was the brainchild behind that Super Bowl-winning team that got the monkey off Steve Young's back, and then he got the Broncos job. He says, you may talk me into Ryan's just yet. I just want to win again. Clayton, big dog, appreciate you, on Facebook, uh, saying, just want the right coaching staff for our team. Use all our talent to its full potential and back to the fundamentals. Well said. Sam Bam, brother, appreciate you. He wants to know, Zach, why do you think the Broncos didn't give Reich more, if any, consideration? Also, is there any truth to this Rob Walton being on a hunting trip and that that delayed the second round of interviews? Seems like BS. Uh, first and foremost, though, what do you say? I'm mystified why they didn't want to talk to Frank Reich. I really don't understand that. But uh, the only thing I can surmise is maybe they've heard things. I don't know that we aren't privy to, but to me, he was one of the more choice options on when you got past the first initial kind of hyped sticker shock guys like the Harbaugh and the Peyton. To me, he was the next most intriguing guy. The Broncos didn't even give him a sniff that he's this year's Doug Peterson where the Broncos just showed no interest in a, you know, experienced coach who had a pretty good resume. I wanted Frank Reich as OC. I, I would have warmed up to him as head coach, but maybe the Broncos heard that he was going to get a head coaching job, and sure enough, he did in Carolina. In terms of the hunting trip rumor, man, I don't know. I went to bat for Jeff Duncan on Twitter. He's a longtime Saints reporter, columnist, whatever, for NOLA.com. He's the one that came out, went on some, I guess, a radio show in New Orleans and said the reason that interview was delayed was that Rob Walton was on a hunting trip. And Broncos country melted down on Twitter as they should have. And then he backtracked in a tweet that I was tagged in and said it was, uh, I didn't expect it to blow up like I did. And uh, I wasn't reporting anything. Yes, he was. He got caught. That's what his problem was. And he didn't want to get caught. And all the other insiders started to kind of refute that. So I don't know if there's any truth to that rumor. I read Cliss's piece today and Cliss specified that Rob Walton has been involved in the process as he should be. You can hunt any time of the year. Just get the head coaching hire done. Patrick saying, if we get Peyton, does this year's draft really concern us? Well, yeah. I mean, you're saying goodbye to your first rounder. Maybe you part with a th your third this year. I'm not sure exactly how it would unfold, how they would structure the, the draft picks that would go to New Orleans, but yeah, of course it would still concern you. It would lose a lot of its luster, unfortunately, in terms of the intrigue we all have about the draft. But uh, it would be more about pinning your hopes on using those free agent dollars to plug what holes. And that's what you do anyway, right? In a perfect world, you use free agency as the method to which you actually go in and address your roster needs so that, in theory, when draft day comes along, whether you have a full slot of picks in each round or you're not drafting till you know the fourth round or whatever it might be if that were the case for the broncos you're able to just take the guys that you see as the best player available and uh it usually doesn't work out that way but in this situation patrick i would say then you would really be hanging your hat even more hinging on free agency I look at it as a win-win, Chad. You know, either they end up with Sean Payton and he's the, you know, the prize, the like the big sticker um, ticket, as you put it, Chad, or 
you get to Miko Ryan's and you have a true leader of men, you're probably upgrading at OC with a veteran candidate and, and you're keeping your draft picks, your first round pick, your second or, or your third round picks, excuse me. To me, it's a win-win. I would like to have the capital, but if they can come to terms, a first round pick for Sean Payton, I think many Broncos fans are still signing up for that. By the way, happy birthday, Patrick, and hope you're getting and feeling better uh, with your knee recovery. Phil McLaughlin, down in Tucson, throwing down, holding down the fort, representing MHH and Broncos country with aplomb. Great to see you, bro. Timmy Shields in the house. What's up, big dog? He says, I live in NorCal. Watch a lot of Niners games. Give me Ryan's. Great coach. Leader of men. He is my first choice. MHH for life and Brock's for life. Where the bruise. Oi, oi. Yeah, a little no effects reference there. Love it, dude. Thank you, Timmy. The day there's a rap reference on this show, Chad, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Well, you got, all you got to do is uh, share with people your love for rap and the different artists that, that you love and listen to, and then it'll come out of the woodwork. Trust. Cody Dub. Brother, good to see you. He says, could the Broncos have brought Shaw in that interview? Could it simply have been a OC kind of scratch and sniff? I don't know, Zach. I interpreted it at the time as a um, due diligence on if we're going to hire Jim Harbaugh, Jim floating Shaw as my number yeah. one choice for OC. But when he so quickly bowed out, it's like, well, and then we're, we've heard other things since then. No, actually, I think he was brought in as a legit Let's see if this guy, we like him. We have a kind of connection through the Stanford thing. Let's see if he's how he would pitch the job and see what kind of feeling we get from him. And it's like Scott said earlier, you know, he's the fallback option. The nice thing, though, I don't know, a lot of Broncos country does not like David Shaw, and I, I kind of get that. But the nice thing, if you hire him and D'Amico Ryans, you're pretty much getting two head coaches. Similar to when the Broncos hired Vic and then Mike Munchak as the OL coach. That's a double dip that I can get on board with. But out of house, if the Broncos want to look for an OC, maybe from the Shanahan tree, Brian Greasy, familiar name in Broncos country. <laughs> he is the quarterback's coach in San Francisco. Maybe that's an option. There's also, uh, I think his name is Scott Slovic. He's the passing game coordinator in San Francisco. That's another name. So that's the nice, the beauty part about plucking D'Amico Ryans is that you're going to probably pick off Kyle Shanahan's assistants. And who wouldn't want to do that considering how the season has gone? Brian Greasy, also former second-round pick of your Denver Broncos. So that would be interesting. Uh, David Kilgore, love you, big dog. Great to see you in the chat. Thank you for the super chat. A long time. Mount Rushmore, Super Chat Superstar here. He says, hey, guys, I just read that Peyton tweeted that he being out as Broncos head coach candidate is BS. So do we really have a shot at him or is Ryan Ryan's a shoo-in? Um, what he actually said, David, was he was refuting the report that he had some kind of a specific read on the Broncos ownership situation where he perceived a future, what did he call it, Zach Power struggle? was the report, yeah. and Sean Payton came out and said, I never said that. That's BS. I had a great experience talking to the Broncos, etc. So that's the Cliff Notes version if you're just joining us. And uh, I do think it's still on the table. That's why he made the comment that he did on Twitter. That's why he took to Twitter to air this laundry is because he's got a stake in this still. He doesn't want – it's not over as far as Broncos and Payton. Now, maybe they soured on him. I don't know. Maybe they cooled and they've – kind of gotten more excited and intrigued by D'Amico Ryans, but uh, hinges on what happens in the NFC title game because no one wants to wait till the third week of February to install a head coach. I don't know, but I don't interpret it any other way, Zach. Sean Payton taking to Twitter to refute a, a report on him as anything other than him trying to keep those channels open and positive with the Broncos. It's either the Broncos are playing a game to lower the Saints price or Sean Payton's price by leaking their interest in D'Amico Ryans, or they have genuinely cooled on Sean Payton and they are targeting D'Amico. We don't know yet. We'll know that obviously in due time. None of this was next level analysis, I know. But interestingly, and I hate to muddy the waters even more, Mike Kliss said yesterday, I believe, that there's a mystery candidate out there. And he goes, in about five days the Broncos could have a new head coach that no one sees coming. Who is that mystery candidate? I don't know. Beats the hell out of me. 
Yeah, that is interesting. Jasmine jumping in with this super chat. Jasmine, you've been so supportive of late of different MHH shows. And just know we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. The ladies of Broncos country and the MHH community represent. She says, I'm starting to think the Broncos organization loves to watch us panic. LOL. No, but I hope whoever we hire can help Russ in the offense speed this higher up. So that's a good question, guys, that you ask yourself uh, relative to D'Amico Ryans. How does he help Russell Wilson? I mean, directly, he helps Russell Wilson by hiring the right coordinator for Russell Wilson. Who that is, again, beats the hell out of me. It looked like Justin Alton was the right coordinator for Russell Wilson the last couple games, but maybe it's a David Shaw, maybe it's a Jim Caldwell, maybe it's a Brian Greasy. Indirectly, he can help Russell Wilson by taking control of the entire team, not letting the cracks in the foundation begin to surface by being the true CEO, by keeping everything in order, keeping the locker room under control. And also, I know, Russ, if you're watching what you're not, you're not going to want to hear this, but being a man to Russell Wilson, not being afraid of him, not trying to be his friend, being his coach. And if D'Amico Ryans would come into Dove Valley and he would say to Russ, listen, I'm really excited to coach with you, uh, play, you know, coach, coach alongside you. I don't know. Share this opportunity in Denver alongside you. But listen, you're one of the 53. You're one of the guys. No more private offices. No more private chiropractors. No more private quarterback coaches. You are one of the rest. That's how you help Russell Wilson. And that's what Russ needs more than anything right now. Well said. The Duchess, again, with another super. Love you. She says, so when will we find out who our next HUD coach is, in your opinion? Uh, Zach, my prediction is sometime before Wednesday of next week. That's my prediction. Oh, yeah. Now, that might sound like, well, geez, Jensen, you're giving yourself a little uh, slack there. But we know they can't talk to Ryans till Monday at the soonest. So... If that ends up truly, as Cliss was hinting today, as the top target and it goes well and they say he's our guy, <clears throat> there's not going to be an announcement or a deal in principle or whatever till Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday-ish. So that would be – and I think, you know, if things don't go well in that second interview or if they end up winning that NFC title game, it could totally change the complexion of that interview completely and they could the pendulum Zach could then swing to somebody else and they can make pretty short work of hiring somebody so I think sometime between now and Wednesday would be my best guess they hired for what it's worth Nathaniel Hackett last year January 25th so they've already exceeded that uh, but that was before it was a 17 game season for what it's worth I'm going to be a little more aggressive and say they'll have the announcement out there by Monday. And I have kind of a theory to myself that Ryan's and the Broncos, if he's the guy, we don't know that, but if he's the guy, they have kind of a wink, wink, handshake agreement in place. And that will be announced on Sunday night, right after the NFC title game, because D'Amico Ryan's, he said on record, his focus is his focus right now, which is the 49ers. I don't think he'd want it to come out before the biggest game of the season that he's leaving for another job. If it comes out before the Super Bowl, if they make it that far, that would be a little more palatable if you're a player of his. So I'm going to say by Monday, we should know one way or the other. Mark Ward, again, thank you, bro. He says, Brian Greasy also threw the interception that Terrell Davis was trying to make a tackle on that injured his knee and his career. Yes, I'm still holding that grudge. Yeah, but it was just, it was just bad luck, dude. It was just the way that cookie crumbled. Still landed in the Hall of Fame. And I got to tell you, I don't think those two or three years, well, a little bit longer, those three or four years in between, let's see, Elway, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2000. So those three or four years in between Elway and the Plummer era, I don't think they would have been made, made or broken by the presence of Terrell Davis just because, you know, that was a team that was kind of relearning how to win. A lot of its stars from the Super Bowl teams had, had moved on and – so I don't, I don't hold that same grudge. But uh, Deanna, Lady D in the house. What is up? Great to see you. Another Mount Rushmore superstar in the house. Ladies of MHH representing in force saying, I'm sick of this. Peyton is the one. He, he uh, He's out. He's in. What the heck? I'm disappointed in ownership in this hiring process. It's January 26th, and we've lost a lot of great coaches. What is really going on? Hashtag so 
frustrated. Well, if you believe that Greg Penner is being meticulous, comprehensive, I think there's some truth to that. And then also Mike Cliss, that same article today, Zach, where he was saying that uh, Ryan's is the top choice or a top choice is the actual verbiage he used. Um, he said that basically they did the first round of interviews and then kind of they're circling back. Like he's chewing on things, getting their ducks in a row, and now they're refocusing on what comes next. What does come next and who's on the priority list, that's what remains right now in question. And it sounds like the ticker's trending towards D'Amico Ryans. But as I told you, if, if I hadn't have seen that Sean Payton tweet tonight, Zach, before we went live, I would be a lot more bearish telling people like, cool your jets, probably probably time to just start expecting that Sean Payton's going to return to Fox. But that gave me a little bit of a, hmm, he's, he's putting himself out on a limb there to smash a, a report on behalf of this Broncos thing. It's still alive. It might not be the most important thing for the Broncos, but it's a channel that is important, obviously, to Sean Payton to keep positive and alive. It's either that or it's a, a parting message, like I said, you know, a thank you, goodbye, whatever, uh, and just a nice way to go out. Uh, Deanna, I, I appreciate your generosity as always, but I question, though, what are the great coaches the Broncos have lost? Uh, Frank Reich is the only one who's gotten a head coaching job that we know of so far, and the Broncos were not in on him. They've lost um, uh, Tyrone Wheatley, their running backs coach. He's uh, at Ball State now, their new head coach. And everyone's old friend, Nathaniel Hackett, former Broncos head coach. Get this, guys. If you haven't seen it, I wrote up the story earlier today. He is now the new New York Jets offensive coordinator. And what do you think that's going to proceed? A potential Aaron Rodgers trade. All I got to say is this. There's been a lot of propaganda, not to make it a Hackett you know, uh, tangent right now. There's so much propaganda coming out of New York after this hire. Uh, Albert Breer called it a political war that Nathaniel Hackett lost in Denver, which is ridiculous. Robert Salah said himself, uh, whatever you want to call Denver, you know, I'm excited to have Nate and this and that. What I want to call Denver was largely Hackett's doing. So again, good luck. He's your problem now, but we, we should report that news because it's official. Um, always try to get one from our Twitch community, JB1789, wondering, Zach, could that mystery candidate Cliss was hinting at, could it be Shane Steichen? I'm going to tell you who I think it is. I don't think it's Steichen who's up for a couple jobs as it is right now, and I, I might be totally wrong, and maybe Cliss is putting it out there for the sake of putting it out there. We don't know. Kellen Moore, and I say that because he's interviewed well. He interviewed with the Broncos last year. He's an offensive-minded guy, younger guy. If they're going for a first-timer, if they're that open-minded about D'Amico Ryans, maybe that mystery candidate is Kellen Moore, but I still doubt that. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it could be Steichen. Uh, maybe it could be Kellen Moore. I'm not sure. They've kind of thrown me for a loop. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling a lot like a lot of you are right now, kind of, don't know which way is up relative to this Broncos head coaching search, but Mike, appreciate you. Guys, uh, we're right up against it, so unless there's any other burning topics you want to get in the chat, we're going to uh, wind down the show with our, a few messages for you, and then we're going to dip on out of here. I'm going to laugh so hard, though, when the Jets don't acquire A-Rod like he retires and they're left with Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, have fun with that. But that was the Mile Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod, uh, the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our glorious producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch you know what it is, where it is, check it out, huddleuppod.com, and get your merch on. If you have it, go to facebook.com slash pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. And guys and gals, if you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans. Much Ed. Just just like, like you, you, baby. Heck yeah. Sorry, I got a little excited there. <laughs> uh shout out to uh these great super chat superstars and supporters tonight throwing down, helping us keep the lights on here at MHH. Starting with Timmy Shields, Patriot Tech, Sam Bam, Mark Ward, Jason Cardoza, 
John Juno, F.A., Gary Palmer, Dennis Chandler, the Duchess, Michaela Parker, Taylor Christensen, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Cody, David Kilgore, Jasmine, and Lady D. That is on YouTube. And then Facebook, Michael Ronquillo, love you, big dog, Howie freaking Day, Clayton Huron, uh, Phil McLaughlin, Patrick Wiltsey, and Lawrence Rivera. Much love and respect, everybody. We're off until Sunday night, guys. Have a great uh, ending to your week. Great start to your weekend. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.